This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What's up, everybody? And this is The Night Service. I am your host, Prince for this very quick snippet. For those who are new to the night service, this is our uh, every so often <laughs> mini bonus episodes to where we actually talk about uh, new stuff that's coming out, things we reviewed and so on and so forth. We do have the privilege of watching some things early and some of those things allow us to review them. So that's what we're doing. And tonight I'm going to be reviewing The Midnight Club, specifically Netflix's new limited series, The Midnight Club, or maybe possibly limited series. I'm not too sure. But this is specifically by Mike Flanagan and uh, Trevor Macy and Leah Fong um, of Intrepid Pictures. And uh, yeah, this show is, it's something about it that um, is very different from Mike Flanagan's other work. And we're, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it when I'm when I'm actually giving the actual review. Right now, I'm just kind of shooting the shit. But, you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about the review in general. Young adult horror is a little rough to pull off. Lean more towards dramatics so you get something out of the CW. Lean more toward horror, and it feels a little too adult in disconnecting toward a younger audience. Both not bad things... Just not quite what Mike Flanagan was looking for. Mike Flanagan and company take a page right from 90s Nickelodeon and Disney Channel horror with more of a modern and unfiltered twist. The Midnight Club follows 18's Alanka, played by Iman Benson, Kevin, played by Igby Rigney, Anya, played by Ruth Codd, Spencer, played by Chris Sumter, um, Natsuki, played by Aya Furukawa, my apologies if I butchered that. Sandra, played by Anara Simon. Amesh, played by Soryan Sap, uh, Sapkato. 
uh, Sapkata, I believe is how you say his last name. My apologies. Um, and Sherry, played by Adia. Uh, these are a great cast, first and foremost. I'm going to kind of break the four wall a little bit here. Uh, this is a great cast, first, first and foremost. Like, they are all just fantastic. And holy shit, they are super lovable in this show. You like every single one of them. And it, it is something so magical about that. But anyway, I digress. They are in a hospice due to their terminal illnesses. Each night at midnight, they gather around and share sinister tales, which encourages them to look for signs of the supernatural from the beyond. Based on the stories from best-selling author Christopher Pike comes a multitude of tales about pain, addiction, suffering, love, and acceptance. But that's not all the hospice has to offer. Oh no, those walls have a dark history of their own that they've experienced and that are trying to be uncovered by the Midnight Club. Although the show didn't resonate as much with me as much as uh, Flanagan's other projects, I did enjoy it for what it was. The way that they would bring you in with their harrowing telling of their stories was so captivating. So much so, you would honestly forget that you are watching them all die slowly. As morbid as that sounds, this show is a lot more tender than previous work from Flanagan. No long monologues to grip you in and focus your attention. Rather, instead, they were mainly visual. Although we did get monologues and such, the visuals is what truly kept you engaged in that story. It is a definitely a show that is catered to a younger type of audience that does shine through with how the show honestly pays. The pacing and so on and so forth does very much play like a young adult TV show. This had me honestly thinking about uh, other projects that Flanagan has had that were similar to this. For example, um, Before I Wake or Ouija Origin of Evil. Not in a sense that they felt the same, just more on the fact that they are more approachable on Flanagan on the Flanagan verse. Um, and The Midnight Club just honestly fits right in there in between both of those as a very approachable entry of Mike Flanagan's work. So I, I find that to actually be quite achievable. And uh, honestly, in some is kind of tough in be, to be able to find something so approachable for Mike Flanagan's work. Although I, I do feel that Mike Flanagan has uh, definitely sometimes quite an edge to his work and sometimes a more surprising edge, especially if you take, take something like Hush or Gerald's Game or Dr. Sleep even, um, where these are all uh, films that seem to... Uh, tick tickle the more morbid aspect a little bit more, but the Midnight Club does take a little bit of a back step. Um, in in some ways to cater more to a different audience. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It just didn't resonate with me because I'm not the particular audience member that this is looking for. Although I did enjoy it. Um, overall, the show is a blast, and I definitely will. It, excuse me, and it definitely will bring you to tears. Um, for sure, because at the end of the day these kids are dying it, 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 it's fucking sad <laughs> um but with these characters and their personal stories that they share tears definitely are going to be felt on your face i will continue to always look forward to whatever mike flanagan puts out though 
seriously. Like I, I, I'm very much looking forward to whatever he does next. And obviously we know that what's coming next is the house of the fallen usher or excuse me, the fall of the house of ushers. Um, and, uh, when that drops this kind of Gothic horror, like I'm expecting quite a shift from the midnight club. And I, I think that's going to be phenomenal. I, I do feel like what we're going to see from there um, is not going to feel like Hill House or, or Blind Manor in some ways. I do think it is going to be obviously gothic, but I think it's going to be a pretty brutal show, um, especially if, if you've read the short story by um, Edgar Allan Poe. It's not incredibly brutal or super bloody, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like this is this is going to be an interesting twist to that short story, which I'm, I'm looking forward to um, or short poem. I don't know, whatever. But overall, I, I give the show a 3.5 out of 5. I say check it out if you haven't. If you don't have any plans this particular weekend to do much else, watch The Midnight Club this weekend. Um, there's also a lot of other great horror that's out this weekend. So by all means, you can have a very busy weekend for the month of October. But uh, enjoy it. Just have a good time and, and go in with the open mind for sure. And, and I would definitely suggest... Uh, you know, really just just having a good time with uh, what this show has to offer. You know, it's it's a fun show overall. And I do think that this will be a lot um, uh, very resonating for a lot of other people, even though not for me personally. Um, I do think that people are going to have a really deep connection with this show. And that's great. That's something that I strive for in almost every show that I watch or every piece of uh, media, film, TV, whatever that I uh, consume because that that specifically is where I feel like that's where it's at. When you find yourself inside a piece of media, that is where you truly can find something special within that. And I think The Midnight Club is 100% going to do that for a lot of people. Not Probably not in the sense of someone being on hospice or understanding what that feels like, but feeling like an outcast, feeling like you want uh, some type of uh, separation from family or um, you know, feeling, feeling a bit of a rebel in some ways. This is going to be that type of story for some folks, and I find that fascinating. Overall, great show. Definitely would suggest checking it out this weekend. And if you haven't done so already, listen to my interview with Mike Flanagan. We talk a bit about this show. We talk a little bit about uh, his next upcoming project as well. But we do dive in quite deep in horror in general, and we have a really, really great discussion overall uh, when it comes to horror and and uh, just his work and how he's kind of you know grown over the years with horror and such from Absentia to the Midnight Club. So it's qu- quite fascinating to see that this man has been doing this for uh, now twelve years now, um, or excuse me, 11 years now, um, it'll be 12 years next year, <laughs> but 11 years now he's been, he's been putting out all of this work. And honestly, it's really hard for me to kind of find something that is truly like one that I do not like. Um, I like most of his work. So by all means, I would definitely highly suggest checking out that interview because it's a lot of fun. It, it was awesome to talk to Mike Flanagan, and I definitely was a bit of a, a fanning type of moment for sure. But overall, it was really cool to talk to someone that I truly look up to. And um, 
I hope you all enjoy that conversation as well. All right, I'm starting to blab at this point in time, so I'm going to go ahead and end this right here. It's been a pleasure to serve y'all. Have a great, great night, everyone. Enjoy the Midnight Club. Enjoy the interview um, as well, and enjoy what what else we have to offer on Nightlight, a horror movie podcast for this month. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs>